Shopping for a business? You'll find the supplies you need at Zorro.com. That's Z-O-R-O.com. At Zorro, you can get tools, safety, and office items, cleaning supplies, and more in one stop. And Zorro has great brands like Stanley, Black & Decker, Prestone, 3M, and Rubbermaid. Visit Zorro.com slash NFL and sign up for Zmail to get 15% off. Zorro.com. All you need to make your business go. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show. I'm Robert Mays, joined as always by Kevin Clark. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Uh, we're looking at a lot of confetti. We are looking at a lot of confetti. We are staring right now at, I was going to say, an empty field at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, well, there are no in, players on it. There's no football, but many people. There are many people. There's a lot of confetti. There is a stage. Uh, we are staring at some screens that are telling us that the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions, which they are. We expected a good game, and a good game is exactly what we got. Well, this was amazing, and it was not a good game for three and a half quarters. I think that for three and a half quarters, we were discussing the fact that we were probably after right, maybe both of us, uh, about the, the San Francisco 49ers and their ability to give Patrick Mahomes one of his worst games ever in a huge spot. This is not something we expected. And then there's we found out there's a reason Patrick Mahomes was here in the first place, which is they can score really quickly, and they had the skill position guys to do this, and Patrick Mahomes is a stone-cold killer. I think that there's probably a lot of lessons from this, but I think number one is if you want to have an offense like this, you have to have what the top the, the five fastest guys by next-gen stats on the field, stuff like that. I mean, this team was built to score quickly, and even if you're down 10 points, it doesn't matter because this is a team that can generate offense more quick than any team in, in football. And that's what we saw against the Titans, the Texans. I, I talked to Anthony Sherman a couple of uh, a couple minutes ago, and he basically said they don't feel anything when they're down. It does not bother yeah. them because they know how quickly things can turn around. And it's not some weird, like, there's no rah-rah stuff going on in that sideline. It's just they know how quickly they can score and they execute. I wrote after the NFC Championship game that the Niners, in my opinion, had kind of built this perfect football machine to a certain degree. You know, they Their offense looked like it was just a mechanism that was working in, in a perfect way, in perfect harmony. And the defense seemed to be doing that for the first three quarters tonight. When you look at the roster this team has built, and when you think about how well they've been coached on both sides of the ball, all of that stuff, it was close to perfect in a lot of ways. And they had to be perfect to beat Patrick Mahomes, and they just weren't. It, there are so yeah. many tiny marginal moments in this game that if they go a different way, we're celebrating Kyle yeah. Shanahan instead of destroying him. We're thinking yep. about the fact that Andy Reid still hasn't won a Super Bowl. It's, it's so difficult, and it requires so many factors for this to happen. It just becomes that much more crushing when it doesn't. Yeah. I learned tonight for the three millionth time in my life that life is not fair. Yes. Because the difference between this game in this game is that one team had Patrick Mahomes and one team didn't. I also learned that it sucks to get sick Super Bowl weekend <laughs> after working like 90 hours in a week and then not having a voice during the game. But that's neither here nor there. I've recovered in time to do this podcast. Well, it helps that you brought a pharmacy with you to the stadium today. I brought a bag of medicine to deliver a <laughs> podcast to you, the listener. But I have to, less, I have fewer pills in my medicine chest at home than you brought with you today. I, I went to Walgreens and give me everything you got. We got a pod <laughs> to do. So let's go back to the point I was making, which is, you know, the Niners did such a nice job at so many different areas of the field. Um, Mahomes said that for the first interception, the Fred Warner interception, that essentially what happened was he was rolling to his right sprinting and Fred Warner was supposed to drift because the, the, the sprint to the right always makes the, the linebacker move off the target. And D Ford set the edge so well that he just stopped 
Mahomes just stopped, and that led Warner to just be sitting there waiting for the ball to come. Mahomes said basically hit him between the five and the four, which is a really bad sign for a quarterback, and this is the best quarterback in football. And so all over the field, there were just really nice plays. Nick Bosa with that strip ended up being a, a fumble recovery. He was incredible all um, night, too. I mean, they the had such a hard four, time dealing with them. The, the secondary did such, such a nice job for three quarters. I mean, the, the Niners outplayed, you know, if there was some weird electoral college thing here, right, the Niners are looking pretty good. But this is, you know, there's a scoreboard here, and and Patrick Mahomes is the best in football at figuring out how to, how to get more points to the other team and doing so in a very, very, very quick time. There's no one who specializes in how did that happen games more than Patrick Mahomes, and he did on the biggest stage tonight. I thought the Niners' game plan coming in was exactly right, and they yep. and they executed it extremely well for the first three and a half quarters. They sat back, they d- played the, the amount of zone they typically like to. The corner, there were plays where Emmanuel Mosley at the snap was already five six yards off of Tyree Kill, and then at the snap started running backwards as soon as the. <laughs> The yep. play started. They said, we are not going to let you beat us over the top. If you want to complete stuff underneath or any of that, we'll let you do that because consistently, I think our defense can make enough plays for that to slow you down in a way other teams have not. And it did. It did for the most part. And in the end, it still didn't matter because he, they made en- Kansas City made enough plays because they had Patrick Mahomes. I thought it was amazing talking to the guys in the locker room. And I mentioned the rah-rah stuff, but I thought, I thought it was amazing how calm they all were. And the fact that this is just normal for them. And the, the story of Patrick Mahomes is making miracles seem routine. And I think that if you didn't understand that Patrick Mahomes is as special a player that's, that's come along in a long time, then you, you have to today. Um, I mean, this is, he, he, if you have a perfectly constructed team, but don't have Patrick Mahomes, it will still not be enough. We learned that today. What did you think of Jimmy Garoppolo? I thought that he played well for a, a good portion of the game. And then in the end, there were just a couple missed throws and then a couple batted balls. And I mean, we're going to talk all the time about, you know, it's what, what did Kyle Shanahan do wrong this time? Everything else. I mean, this is the, this is the second biggest fourth quarter comeback in the history of the Super Bowl. The first one, he also was the one running the offense on the other team. That's crushing. Oops. I mean, that's absolutely crushing. I think that it, as much as it was offensive execution, I just think that it was decision-making that really held this team back. I, I still don't understand calling timeout at the, or not calling timeout at the end of the first half. John Lynch wanted it. it. I think that it says so much about how you feel about your quarterback. And then when he comes back and completes that ball to Kittle down the right sideline and it gets called back, it's like, well, if you just come out and try to score points, maybe that doesn't happen. To not kill Patrick Mahomes when you have the chance is something that every team that's played against them in the playoffs has regretted. And I think the Niners should too. Not calling timeout at the end of the first half and not trying to score again and not and kicking a field goal on fourth and two and allow, again, giving Patrick scoring three when you need seven against this team. You need to be perfect to beat them or if he has a chance, he's going to take it. And that's exactly what happened again. Who impressed you? Who stood out in this game that you weren't expecting to stand out? <sighs> I don't think it's not that I wasn't expecting him to stand out, but I think he had Pat, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it was shocked. You doubted, that him. You doubted him all big. year. Uh, the guy that I thought two guys, I would say one on each side of the ball for the chiefs. that I thought were excellent and, and you know, maybe had an outsized impact compared to what I figured coming in. Chris Jones is someone we will not talk about as enough. No. 
because of Mahomes and Reed and all that stuff. Chris Jones he was wrecking plays. Was fantastic today. And it was so many little things. He had the pressure on the Jimmy Garoppolo interception. He had, obviously had those batted balls. He had uh, there was one play right before the Garoppolo interception where and I thought the Chiefs actually did a really good job at this all night. Any outside screens, they did a fantastic job playing them slow. And Chris Jones was the one that got enough contain to stop a wide receiver screen right before the Garoppolo interception. He was the best player on defense for the Chiefs tonight, and he made so many monster plays for them. And I thought that Damian Williams was awesome. I mean, just making plays happen that weren't there. You know, typically we talk about running backs in this in this offense pass catchers as runners, whatever, you know, they're part of this amazing unit and there gets kind of plug and play. But I thought Damian Williams created a lot of things that weren't there tonight. And I, he had a much bigger impact on the game than I thought. I thought the chiefs would use a lot of play action because the Niners are so aggressive defensively and they did that. I didn't think they'd run the ball this much or this effectively. What does this do for Andy Reid's legacy? It changes everything. Because so Patrick Mahomes after the game said, and I agree and you agree, he's one of the best coaches of all time before this game. This game, to people like us who understand offensive football and all this stuff, this game did not matter in that respect. This is a guy who designed offense and implemented it better than almost everybody who's ever done it. And uh, he's one of the best ever. But I think that there's now, you know, look, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame now. I probably should have regardless. But I think this just adds an extra layer to everything. It changes everything, even though it shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't matter that. It, well, it at least you matter. got it. You should win one. Yeah, you, you, it's it's great to win one. I think no differently of Andy Reid in this moment than I did this morning. I I still I, I respected him as much as I possibly could have before this game even started. And it, it, you watch what happened today, and it's a distillation of what makes him great. You know, the option plays in the low red zone as a way to take advantage of Mahomes' mobility and again use their aggressiveness against them. Things like that. He ran a single wing play for a touchdown. Yep. Stuff like that is inspired and fascinating, but I think it says so much that this is only the second time Andy Reid, who we both agree is one of the greatest coaches of all time, has ever been here. It's so, so hard to do it, and I think that that's kind of what I'm thinking about Kyle Shanahan right now is that I think Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. I think that he has the ability as a coach to get back here all the time, but that doesn't, it doesn't always happen that way. It just doesn't. It, it, the margins are again, so small that who knows, who knows if you'll ever do it again or get here again. And that's why when your team is this good, it's crushing to get this close. and lose. So here's what I think. We used to do a thing on the show during the regular season. We still do called tomorrow's headlines or Monday's headlines. If we're spinning this forward, Kyle Shanahan now, from a narrative perspective, becomes what Andy Reid used to be. That's exactly which right. Which is offensive guru who kind of hot take artists say can't win the big one. Yep. And it might take a while for this team to get back here. The NFC, just by, you know, there's just a lot of talent in the NFC. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talent in both conferences, but I, I you know, I, I kind of feel like it's it's pretty pretty deep conference. I think um, the path is harder in the NFC for sure. Yes, and so. I think that it's it'll be really interesting to see how that develops. But what he's got going for him this is the same thing Reed had going for him, which is he designs plays better than almost anybody, and over time that will win out. With the Niners, because they don't have the greatest quarterback in the world, you have to have so many things break right for you. Think about how healthy the Niners were. I mean, you lose Weston Richburg, but for the most part, everyone was back. All their major pieces were back. They were a healthy football team. Yep. 
all the pieces had fit together so well and they needed them all, it's so hard to get those breaks year in and year out. It really is. You know, you're going to lose guys. They don't have much cap space this offseason. They have some financial flexibility. They're very good at understanding how to be fungible. The Niners are. They've built that their salary cap in a very smart way because they're a smart organization. But it still is just one of those things where who knows if you're going to have the dominoes fall again yeah. in a way they can get you back. And, I, and no one knows. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the the best predictor of success is past performance, and this team has been built in a very smart way, and they'll continue to do that. It's not like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to get dumber. No. And so I, I, if anyone can build a good team going forward with some limitations, I would bet on it being them. Um, and so we'll see. I mean, I think that Garoppolo at $25 million a year is it's not what you want, but you can also do worse. You know, I, think I think it's fine. That, I, think it's, I think it's okay. I mean, I think that the worst thing to be have is, you know, a cheap quarterback who throws an interception all the time. You don't want Nathan Peterman there. But I understand the impulse to spend $25 million to sort of have certainty of that position. But it's certainly, you know, you can get rookie quarterbacks for that money. I'm just saying I understand why it happened. But it'll be interesting sort of team building rank over the next couple of years. I honestly think that more than Garoppolo's performance, the thing that worries me is how much... Kyle Shanahan's decisions and honestly game planning in yeah. recent weeks has been reflective of perhaps a lack of faith in him. Right. The fa- that, that's the more troubling thing to me than how good Jimmy Garoppolo is. It's the choices that were made as right. a reflection. So we were talking about this in the press box, whether or not the lack of timeout was because of lack of faith. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I don't, even if I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan would not say, I don't have faith in Jimmy Garoppolo, but is there in any possible world where even a, a conservative coach is sitting on the ball with a minute and 50 right. seconds left at the end of the first half. If, and if he someone who is, Mahomes, who is well aware of the, uh, that he designs very good plays. They, they need, and their offense was cruising. I mean, they were getting whatever they wanted on offense. And to not try to score there, I think it is a reflection of a lack of faith in your quarterback to some degree. So, I mean, that's that part is maybe worse than how good or bad Jimmy Garoppolo actually is. It's how do you build around Jimmy Garoppolo? And if you if you don't think that he's a great quarterback and that's going to affect your decision making, then maybe the price tag becomes an issue. What was the key to this game we're not thinking about? You know, it's interesting to me. Uh, Tron Matthew was talking about how many missed tackles they had at the beginning and how they they clamped down on that by the end. I thought that was an interesting thing that we don't talk about. You know, I think Eric Fisher was getting beat a lot early and obviously Mahomes was able to get more time as, as the game went on. Um, it was, uh, there were a lot of, a lot of little things that again, because Mahomes was Mahomes, we were going to go unnoticed about this game. I'm trying to think, I, I think the, the running game with Williams is yeah. definitely something that I, I already mentioned that that one, that one stuck out to me, but the, the weirdest part is for the most, for the most part tonight, the game went how I thought it was going to go in a lot of ways. It just sped up. Yeah. It, it's just the game. The game looked like how I thought it might look. It's you know the Niners really leaned on what we what they do well. They were running the ball well. It was a lot of outside zone runs. They were destroying Kansas City on the perimeter in the first half. They were getting those play action you know, wrinkles off of it. They had that play to use check twice, almost for two touchdowns. So I think those. That that those elements are what I expected. I think the Niners' defense played how I thought they were going to play. I think that the Niners' pass rush showed up in a way I thought it was going to. So there wasn't that much that surprised me about this game, or that I think we're understating, just because I think that you know we I don't know. I, I thought I had a pretty good handle of it going in, and, and 
it looked like the game I thought it was going to look like in a while. Right. Well, it, exactly. And and if the comeback started with six minutes to go in the third quarter, it would have seemed much more normal. Yes. It just happened to be yes. that they can score so quickly that yes. it was like, eh, this is fine. Yeah, it's just like, but what would, at the end of the game, I, in my opinion, the Niners' mistakes were the timeout and, and the field goal. I don't look at those last couple drives and think, how can you not hold on to the ball more or any of that stuff? I mean, it's a mispass, it's an overthrow here, it's a tip pass there. I don't think there's anything to really shit on with the collapse in the moment. I think it was more so not scoring the points you could have and leaving them on the table earlier in the game. TurboTax is here to help this tax season by making tax filing easier for you. They've made it their mission to give you all the tools and advice you need to get your taxes done with confidence, like making uploading your W-2 as easy as just taking a picture. Just use your phone or tablet to simply snap a picture of your W-2 and then watch your information appear in the right place in your tax return. You can be sure you're filing your taxes correctly, while at the same time making sure you're getting the best possible refund. TurboTax. All people are tax people. Okay, so Tron Matthew was talking after the game about how many guys are on one-year deals and you know keeping the core together being so important in Kansas City. If you're thinking about these two teams going forward, what are your initial impressions? I think that that's kind of what I was saying before in the sense that you have to feel better about Kansas City because for how great we think, how great I think Kyle Shanahan is for how good that well this team has been built having the quarterback is the most important thing. Having the quarterback is what makes you relevant every yep. single year because you have to rely on less. Less, fewer things have to go your way for you to get back to this game. And I think that there's a reason that in Patrick, in Andy Reid's two years with Patrick Mahomes, he's been to an ASC championship game that he almost won and he won a Super Bowl when he's only been to one of them in his entire career before this. So you have to be think that, and that you have to feel better about the Chiefs solely for that reason. You know, for the most part, the Chiefs bring back the most important pieces on their team. You know, they, the entire offense, all this, the stars on offense and all the building blocks on offense will be back. Tyreek Hill yep. has been extended. Travis Kelsey has been extended. You know, the running backs, are they'll figure that out as they always do. Mahomes will be there. Mitchell Schwartz is there. Eric Fisher's on an extension. You know, the interior of the line, those are pieces that are possibly flexible anyway, so it's, that's not really an issue. On defense, Chris Jones is going to be the question. Yep. Can they, what do they do with Chris Jones? Do they franchise Chris Jones? I would assume he will be on the team next year, no matter what, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're on the tag. So here's, here's the interesting wrinkle is Mahomes is going to get around $40 million a year. Correct. They have a plan for this. I, I talked to Veach in August. He basically said that every deal they did that was a luxury item was structured, knowing that Mahomes is going to be expensive. And this was before Mahomes was even a starter. So they, they knew this and then they sort of mapped it out. So Mahomes gets $40 million and someone like Sammy Watkins can go. That was a deal that was structured because they, they knew they weren't going to pay a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes in, in 2020. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, 2019. And so I think that those kind of luxury items go. But what I'll also say is that the reason that you pay quarterbacks is to pay a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. There is no overpaying Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes at $45 million, which I don't think we'll get, is still a bargain because he solves all of your franchise's problems. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the whole point is that it doesn't matter how much you have to pay him. He's going to be worth it because the rest of your roster just doesn't need to be as good. And with the Niners, you know, you, I, George Kittle said something so interesting after the game. You know, they asked him, you know, how, do you, how good do you feel about you guys getting back here? And he said, I think, 
I want to say good. I want to say we will, but everyone says that. And they, they're, I get this, their roster, they have a lot of guys in early parts of free agent deals. You know, yep. Joey Bose or Nick Bose is in his, is a rookie. D Ford signed an extension this year after getting traded. Richard Sherman will be here. Jimmy Ward is somebody that they're going to have to figure out what, yep. what his future looks like. He's looked like a lot different. He, he's looked like a different player this year as they've, uh, as their off defense has been healthy, as he's been healthy. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening with that. I mean, he's somebody that's on a one-year deal. Yeah. But this core is young in San Francisco. The one guy that we'll see about is Joe Staley because I, it wouldn't surprise me if this was it for him. I mean, you're looking at year 13. He's somebody that's been deal- that's dealt with injuries You know, during his career. He missed a good chunk of this season. You know, he seemed really broken up after the game. He essentially kind of stopped his interview and was like, I apologize. Like, I hope yeah. you guys understand what, what this feels like. And so, but that there's a, there's a genre of extremely emotional linemen after every, yeah. Uh, and I think there are a lot of just emotional guys because we had Whitworth it last so year hard to get here. Yeah. <laughs> that was telling me about yeah. the nature of mortality, but yeah, it, it's, you know, you like to think that the Niners will have the pieces to contend every single year, but who knows, man? I mean, it's, Things move so quickly in this game, dude. Yes. Injuries, it, it, contract stuff. It, it's the just, windows are so short. The windows are so short, and the breaks have to go your way so in such a definitive way. And that's why it's nice to see Andy Reid get one. And it's nice to understand that he's been this great all the time. He continues to be great and will continue to be great. But the difference is... He has the quarterback now, and he never did before. You know, he was a guy that, like Kyle Shanahan now, built a system to make the to maximize his players, consistently did that, but fell short in the biggest moments. And Andy Reid now will never be that guy again. We will never talk about Andy Reid and bring up his failures. We will only talk about the totality of his greatness, and that's what winning these that's what winning one of these does. That's it. It changes everything. How will you remember this season? Overall, is this Mahomes' year? Is this Lamar Jackson's year? It's the Mahomes coronation. Because if I think Lamar Jackson was the rightful unanimous MVP, 100%. But Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the sport. Right. And And, 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 and both those things can be true because Mahomes was banged up. He was banged up. He had a lull in the middle of the season. Because of that, he basically had three separate injuries. Yep. Both those things can track. Yep. And they and they're they're true to me, but I that's what I thought coming into this game. If the Chiefs won, that's what we would, that's how we would think about it. This is the moment where Patrick Mahomes took his next step in, in what is going to be a brilliant and fascinating and all time great career. I will remember this season and the, and tonight and this moment as this step in Patrick Mahomes' career. That's what the 2019 NFL season will be when it all comes down to it. It will be the 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 year that Andy Reid culminated his legacy and it will be the year that Andy Reid or that Patrick Mahomes really started building his. I think more broadly it's also just the the passing of the torch between a forever quarterback generation yep. that ruled the game for 15 years and the younger generation that is significantly different and you know plays different um you know they they came through com- a completely different college game that is so much more exciting and dynamic and you know listen um I, I i'm sure there's a place for an eli manning in this game uh you know in theory the next eli manning was born in 2000 or whatever the hell but i like this nfl a hell of a lot more than i like 2006's nfl and there was still a lot of 2006 in the nfl at the beginning of this year i think that there's a, i mean even beyond the players 
the fact that we saw option plays in the red zone and you know, they're, they're all these college concepts and the, the the sport is just in such a good place right now. It's in such an open-minded and progressive. Yeah, and, and then we get, we get Joe Burrow next year. I mean, and you know, we get uh two tall Justin Herbert. And that's, it's the funny part is that's what, what is so maddening about the, the Shanahan decisions is that there's so many times this year where you realized how important it was to do the smart thing. If the Chiefs don't go for it on that on those fourth downs and score touchdowns, this game is they lose. Yeah. They they lose. They went for it on fourth downs and it, they won the game. The Niners did not go for it on fourth and two and didn't call timeout and they lost the game. And it, it, it's more than that, but it's it's again, the margins are so so small and if you make one decision the wrong way against a guy like that, it is probably going to come back to bite you. Anything else, buddy? That's it, man. It's uh, it's been a fun year. Uh, we'll be back in yeah. September. I don't know if the Niners oh. will be back, but we will. We'll be back. We, 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 we'll we be will be back to the combine. We will be back. I guess we have to do a pod before September. We will. Uh, we'll be back uh, at the combine. Uh, until then, as always, guys. That's this month, huh? That's this month. That's this month. It's uh, it's twenty three. It's it's three weeks from Tuesday. Giddy up, back it's in the three saddle. Week, three weeks from Tuesday, so we'll be back. All right, guys. As always. Thank you so much for everything this season. Thank you for listening. We love doing this show. We appreciate the fact that you guys make it possible. And uh, I can't wait to keep doing it. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening to the Ringer NFL I show. I would give a speech as well, but I'm going to be, this is my Jordan flu game. I'm going to be carried out of this pod. <laughs> we have three security guards waiting to just, just lift me out of the chair. You're, you're just leaning on me right now yeah. like I'm Scotty. Yeah, yeah. All right. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Ringer NFL show on the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, thank you for a great season, and we'll talk to you later. Shopping for a business? You can find the supplies you need at Zorro.com. That's Z-O-R-O.com. At Zorro, you can get tools, safety, and office items, cleaning supplies, and more in one stop. And Zorro has great brands like Stanley Black & Decker, Prestone, 3M, and Rubbermaid. Visit Zorro.com slash NFL and sign up for Zmail to get 15% off. Zorro.com, all you need to make your business go.